Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening to another episode of Let's Talk 20s. Episode 8, I have my good friend and roommate from college, Pat, and him and I kind of discussed the dilemma between having a strong work ethic while also sitting back and being able to enjoy your 20s. It's a really good podcast. We talked about how the biggest thing with your work ethic can be your priorities and how his work ethic and my work ethic have high school and throughout college into our early adulthood. And I think you guys can find some of this really relatable. Thank you for listening again. Share with your friends and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk 20s, episode 8. It's been a while. I apologize. I've been working on my grad school applications and finally got all that stuff aside. So I should be able to, I know I say this every time, upload weekly. That's my goal. I'm going to try to do that and stick to it. Man of my word. But for this episode, I have one of my roommates from Auburn, a good friend of mine. I got Patrick Kennedy. Pat, what's going on, man? Hey, Tanner. How's it going? Another day in paradise, my man. Good to hear from you. How <laughs> things been? Uh, pretty good down here in Alabama. Just as hot as ever, you know? <laughs> no kidding. No kidding, bro. It's 91 here in Cincinnati, so I don't even want to know how hot it was down there. Oh, yeah. The humidity down here is just... Oh, it's rough. <laughs> well, Pat, tell the people how we met in our relationship within the last few years. Yeah, so I met Tanner, um, I guess it was my junior year of college. I needed to find a roommate because all my roommates just kind of went up and picked up and left. So I was just looking around and one of my fraternity brothers said that he had an extra room that was coming available. So I was just like, well, shoot. All right. <laughs> Sign me up. So that's where I met Tanner. So he was one of the roommates that was already there. And um, we just kind of hit it off and have just been good buds ever since. We would, uh, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was Will uh, who was on yeah, the previous well. episode. And it should have been my first red flag when you said your roommates just upped and left. I should have known better to live next <laughs> to someone who had that situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, Pat, the topic that you and I decided to come across is the balance of work ethic versus enjoying your 20s. So what does that what does that mean to you? Um, let's see. I would say work ethic basically is one of the biggest things that defines a person, I think. I know that, you know, before we started this, you were talking about how, you know, some of these like schools, grad schools, how can they judge you on grades that, you know, you made five years ago whenever you were 18 and it was just your first semester out on your own. And work ethic can change a lot during the course of his college career. I know mine had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, go I, ahead and talk about that, dude. Let's talk about your work ethic through college because yeah, uh, it's a good story. Even back up even further. So I would say going even back to high school, I mean, I was during my early high school, I was, you know, a very uh, motivated person. You know, I got... My Eagle Scout, you know, did pretty good in grades. I was an overachiever. And then all of a sudden, I guess I just, 
I don't, I don't know what happened. I guess it's whenever I discovered alcohol is whenever I just <laughs> threw all that out the window and just did not, my work ethic just plummeted and I just did not want to do anything. And my first semester or my, yeah, my first year at college, I went to a military a school by choice. I didn't have to go. I wanted to go into the Naval Academy. I went there and I mean, just the same thing as my senior year, my work ethic was there. All I did is party and live it up. I came to Auburn my first semester at Auburn, and then I did the same thing, just partied. I joined a fraternity and then just was pretty lazy with my classes. And then all of a sudden, all my money ran out. My parents wouldn't give me anything. So I kind of had to flip on that work ethic and... After my first semester, I had to take a semester off of college to, you know, to work and pay off my tuition for that first semester at Auburn. Yeah, so that's kind of how, you know, where the turning point of like my work ethic in college kind of happened. And yeah, you know, I just had to work for everything. I mean, and then whenever, you know, I moved in with Tanner shortly after or shortly before I moved in was the coronavirus. So, I mean, I was doing actually DoorDash, believe it or not. And I mean, I was making all right money, but, you know, I was having to grind just to pay rent and buy food. I mean, it was pretty rough because you had some FOMO whenever some of our buddies were going downtown, but, you know, I had to go out, but not to the bars. I had to go out and deliver food or I also did Uber for a little bit, but that's just kind of, you know, looking back on it, I did miss, you know, some of the fun nights. I would say I can say that I well-deserved it and I earned, you know, my keep, if you will. So that's just kind of like my story with work ethic throughout college. Yeah, that's something that you and I uh, both had in common, especially as roommates being door to door with each other. We always would catch each other, you know, coming to the apartment or leaving the apartment. Actually, you introduced me to DoorDash and gave yes. me a referral to start because I needed extra money in addition to working my job. You showed me DoorDash and all that. So you and I would both be out dashing and texting chairs saying that did the right <laughs> shit tonight or whatever but you and yeah. i both work for everything that we had in college and like you said in comparison to some other people we knew financially speaking maybe not in other aspects but financially speaking had it a little easier there was a fomo you're 100 right but in the long run i think the work ethic and the motivation that you and i had continues to now and build our character more than missing a few nights out you know what i mean I mean, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that because, you know, some of the grit that we kind of earned or I guess learned from having to work for ourselves that absolutely kind of paid off in the end, especially, you know, moving into the workforce, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I was going to say that if you didn't was the fact that if nothing else, it prepared us for post-college you know, just working the job and trying to pay bills, et cetera, and all that. It just prepared us. We had a jump start. whereas some people, you know, graduating college, this was their first gig. Post-college was their first gig of really having to pay for everything themselves or a majority of things themselves. And that can be very startling for some people. So absolutely. Well, cool. So we talked about your work ethic through the years, which 
I just think it's a funny story about you going to military school and then having to drop <laughs> out because you uh, were introduced to alcohol was your quotation. How important has work ethic become for you in your 20s? As you talked about how you didn't really care when you're younger or, you know, fell off, but then you started obviously to regain that ability to work hard. So how important is that work ethic, that drive right now for you in your 20s? I would say it's extremely important, especially right now. You know, I've been trying to start up a business here in Birmingham. Yeah, so KSM events, and I do small sports events. We've done some cornhole tournaments, and I'm also trying to branch out into doing pickleball tournaments, as well as some other smaller up-and-coming sports. Some work ethic from my dad as well. He did teach me at a young age, you know, the value of a dollar when you have to work for it. And, you know, nothing in this world should be given to you. There's especially nothing free in this world, no matter who tells you that. I've been starting up that and uh, with any startup, it's it's very difficult. You're not going to make a whole lot of money soon. It's just like building a brand. But yeah, you know, you just have to have that grit and that work ethic to promote yourself and keep it going. So... But yeah, I would say it's extremely important, especially whenever you're building a business and especially whenever you're in your 20s, whenever you're trying to either build a career or, you know, start your own business. That's awesome with the KSM events, dude. I think, isn't pickleball the fastest growing sport in the US or is that just something people say? I mean, it is what a lot of people say, especially people who are in the sport, but I would say it is, it is growing really fast. Um, I don't know about... Uh, up there on the Cincy area, but down here there are pickleball courts that are just popping up left and right, and they just can't build them fast enough because people are people are playing yeah. it. Yeah, I've watched it live a few times. Actually, when I was down at Auburn, the Civic Center, or it's not a Civic Center, but where I used to work at Auburn. Well, and that's not the rec. I forgot what it was. Uh, oh, the, it was it the Opelika? Yes, the Opelika, Opelika Sportsplex. <laughs> but they just built those like. Nice ass court. So when I used to go down there um, after classes sometimes or after work, I would see people playing pickleball. I would actually like to pick it up um, in a few years. I think it would be something that's fun. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, Annalise and I, we've been playing tennis this past spring and we are going to try to start doing pickleball here soon. I went to high school with a guy who um, he actually went on to play uh, college tennis. And he's like, I don't know why people will play tennis anymore because pickleball is just so much better than than tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, sports fanatic. That's case yeah. and events talking right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Pat, for the next question before we get too sidetracked here, uh, work ethic is defined by oneself, environment, your current goals, and other factors. But what factor defines work ethic the most in your opinion? Hmm. That's a tough one. Uh, hmm. I want you to answer so that maybe I'll figure figure out an answer <laughs> on the way. I'm just fucking with you. For me personally, I think it is oneself. I think work ethic is intrinsic a hundred thousand percent. I think your environment, uh, whether it is a beneficial environment or a detrimental environment to your work ethic 
you can either go with the grain or fight against the grain. But the only person that's influencing that ultimately is yourself. I think that your goals, whether you set big goals or small goals and reach those goals is completely up to you. Um, You can be influenced by your friends. You can be influenced by your family, all that. But at the end of the day, as your own individual, you have to have that drive within you, you know, that that desire to succeed. So I think that personally, your own self is the most important factor, you know, how the decisions you make and what you want to do with your day or how you're getting closer to whatever you're trying to achieve. That's ultimately on you, you know? Yeah. I would, you know, and and here's my answer. (laughs) I would say it's your priorities, you know, where Mm -hmm. exactly, which, which kind of is, you know, yourself, but I would say where are your priorities? Because my priorities now as a 23 year old were completely different whenever I was, you know, 18. Now my priorities are, you know, I want to make money. Obviously everybody wants to make money, but I'm engaged. I'm about to get married and I want to, you know, provide for my fiance, future wife and my future family. And I want to build a brand that hopefully will, will last a while. Really, it, it all comes down to where you, wherever your priorities are, because if your priorities are all out of whack and your priority is just going and getting drunk every weekend or hell, even every night, then you're probably your work ethic more than likely is not going to be the best. That's why a few years ago, my priority was just trying to, you know, have a good time and, you know, where, where's the party at? But I mean, even now I very rarely ever do that. Um, you know, I'm always just like, all right, let me just work, you know, let me work on my house. Let me work, you know, toward making more money because I have a sales job that has commission. So it's kind of like, you got to definitely have to keep your priorities straight to actually achieve something. And I think that's where a lot of people who don't have their work ethic where they want it to be is probably because of their priorities. So that's a great, bro. You didn't even have to wait. You didn't even have to hear me for that. That was perfect. (laughs) I agree with you a hundred percent because you can have everything handed to you. You can have all the opportunities right in front of you. And it's your priorities if you want to take that opportunity or not. And that that's what defines your work ethic. Side note, it's something to think about is you dread five days of the seven because you're working or whatever. And then you waste two of the days trying to forget about those five days and dreading the upcoming five days. And, you know, if you do that every single week, try to forget about the five days by going out every Saturday and Sunday. You know, it's fun temporarily, and it's a good way to distract yourself. At the same time, if you do that every week, it's going to catch up to you. And I personally try to use my two days off. My schedule is a little different. I have an off day in the middle of the week, but taking my days off to not necessarily distract myself from the work week, but trying to improve or I got to work on this, this, and this. Um, relaxing at the same time, not constantly working, but you know what I mean? Like trying, yeah. trying to not use all that downtime for nothing, which once again, priorities. Exactly. And and I mean, in one example, just kind of popped into my head. Um, I'm sure you know of the show Outer Banks. Yeah. You know? 
So, you know, the brother, Rafe, who dad's very wealthy, you know, he's in college. He has all of this potential and all of these resources that are right in front of him. But his priorities are all messed up, just trying to do alcohol, drugs, all that stuff. And that's why his work ethic is not good. That was just a little fun example off the top of my head that, uh, you know, where some person's priorities probably are not where they should be. Yeah. Which speaking of, I heard Madeline Klein is uh, an active listener to this podcast. Um, so shout out Sarah Cameron. Uh, dude, that's 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 a great example, though. Do you ever find yourself too focused on the work, though? On the flip side, do you ever find yourself too focused on the important stuff, work, um, this and that? You're building your business or whatever and all that other stuff going on? You know, truthfully, I would I would probably say no. Some people might say, well, then you're not working hard enough. I could be working, you know, a little bit harder, um, but I've been a little distracted. I just got a house a month ago. That's so huge, been... by the way. Congratulations. Sorry to interrupt you, but <laughs> that's awesome. No, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So, but, you know, I would say um, at, at one point I was, and um, Annalise, my fiance, she had to talk to me, you know, one day, um, whenever I was trying to, cause she's do she's into marketing. Every time I would text her, I'd be like, Hey, you know, we need to get this out. We need to post this with this. She kind of just came to me and was like, listen, we need to figure out a line between where work starts and where work ends. And it was consuming me because, you know, it was a big part of my life. Whenever you're trying to build a business, it does become, a big part of your life and all that's all you want to do is, yep. you know, build that. But, you know, I would say I have tried to find a good work life balance. My regular job is a kind of a hybrid, but I work from, you know, I work from home a lot. And at the end of the day, I just have to like turn my phone off because I would get phone calls at six, six, seven, eight PM at night. Um, I was just like, I just don't need to be worrying about this. You know, and I owe it to my family to give them some attention at the end of the day and spend time with them. So I would say that, which I've only been out of college for, you know, less than a year, but I would say that I'm starting to find a good work-life balance. That's awesome, Pat. I'm glad, well, one, I'm glad that you and Annalise are able to have that conversation and that she keeps you grounded because... Without that second voice in your head, it's very easy to be consumed, like you said, very easy to be consumed with the work or what you want to prioritize. But at the end of the day, you have to give some of yourself or a large portion of yourself to your fiance, your family and your friends. Besides her, obviously, she's going to be the biggest, Annalise is going to be the biggest thing to keep you grounded. But what else keeps you grounded to find a balance between having the strong work ethic that you have and busting ass to also sitting back and enjoying your 20s? You know, I'd probably say my friends and my family. Yeah, I would just say, you know, they've done that. But I also, you know, are like, hey, let's go on vacation or let's do that. Like, you know, regarding my family, they'll help me out with that and just say, hey, you've you've been doing this. So let's go, let's go have dinner or whatever. So that's awesome. Yeah. For someone who doesn't have 
a strong work ethic, but kind of has the desire to become better and has the drive within them. They have the fire, you know, lit inside all of a sudden. What's your advice to them who want uh, to someone who wants to improve their work ethic? What do you have to say to them? Somebody, I would probably say, I guess, going back to my factor, I'd probably say ask that person where their priorities are, because, you know, if their priorities are all out of whack, then they probably need to go and reevaluate. They probably want to go and make sure that, you know, their family and their significant other is, you know, very high up on that list. And then, you know, it kind of just falls into place from there. But yeah, I definitely would probably tell them to go back and look at their priorities. Um, because, you know, I even have some friends who I try to give some advice or what little advice I do have <laughs> and try to just say, listen, if you want to go party 24 seven, then don't expect to, to, you know, wake up one day and have a six figure salary job. You got to get out and actually you know, work for it because it's not going to get handed to you. And I mean, the one big thing that a lot of, you know, our generation that just stuff is going to get handed to them and being entitled, it's kind of sad, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, especially even, I mean, I really wouldn't even consider them Gen Z, but these kids that are, you know, 10 years younger than me that are the tech kids, they're just, you know, on their iPads and they just want anything. I mean, they're almost just like children, like babies because they're just, they just think they're entitled. And I mean, I even, like I said, I know uh, of a few little kids like that who they just want everything to be their way and given to them. Just people that are in their twenties that are that way. (laughs) You are right about that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, and it's just not that way. I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't want to, don't want to offend anybody, but I don't, I just want to know if their parents were, you know, I just, I just want to know, no, no. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. So, something went wrong. I don't want to, okay. let, me, <laughs> let me, let me back up. Something yeah. went wrong somewhere. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what that, but, but yeah, absolutely. To play devil's advocate though, you know, you're only, well, I'm 23 right now. You know, I'm, I'm only 23 once Pat, I gotta, I gotta live it up because next thing you know, we're going to be 40, 50 years old, and I'm not going to look back when I'm 40 and 50 on the good memories to say, oh, I'm so glad I I busted my ass on that physics exam. I'm going to look back and say, oh, man, I'm so happy that I decided to go, you know, I don't know, on this vacation or to this or or that. Or like, you know, I'm I'm so glad I went out, you know, to the bars that night and Yeah. Make great you know, memories and Yeah, exactly with the with the boys. But yeah, you know, and, and that's you know, that kinda I guess goes back to I guess the work life balance. So, you know, absolutely, you know, you wanna you do wanna live a little and that's kind of where, you know, like I said, I, I am working, you know, a, a corporate job. <laughs> I don't wanna speak too much, but you know, I am finding it difficult that they kind of limit, you know, how many times you can go on vacation and all that. I tried to go on, va- you know, go and explore and go and, you know, visit all these different places while I'm young. You know, I do eventually, you know, before I get too old, I do want to go and 
just go drive around Europe or, you know, go to Asia. I just want to, you know, go to, that is, that is one goal before I die. I do want to go to every country in the world. We will see how it goes. Yes. I know it is a, uh, it it may seem, it may seem difficult, but I think I can possibly do it. We'll see. (laughs) You know, there's a hundred and I just looked it up. Not, not that I pulled this out of my ass. A hundred and, 95 countries yep absolutely that's uh that's quite a few places to visit pat uh yeah i mean there is quite a few but i think it's been done before so uh but i think it is important we were talking before i just got back from a cruise to mexico but you know i think it is especially while we're young the main demographic is people in their 20s um i will say it is very important to go and travel just to look at the different cultures and look at, you know, just look how other people live. You know, we went to, Mm -hmm. like I said, we went to Mexico and I don't know if it is exactly classified as a third world country, but you know, there are some very impoverished places there and it just, it, it does humble you, you know, whether, you know, whenever you go, and I just think that is very important. You know, people from America, they say it's not the best country and all that, whether that's your opinion or not. But I just, I'm just like, well, just go visit some of these other places. And I mean, it, yeah. it'll, it'll kind of yeah. open your eyes. It is, uh, it's pretty crazy, but yeah, sorry. No, no. If I can make a segue to that though, it's important in a way though, because like you said, it humbles you. But it also can remind you how good we have it here. And with all the opportunities that we do have here, you know, take advantage of it. Have a good work ethic because there's people in other places who want to be in your shoes and live in America or whatever and have this great work ethic. But unfortunately, because of, you know, the situations that they're in, financial or Mm -hmm. economic or political, they aren't able to live the lifestyle or have the opportunities that we have. Exactly, exactly. And so I know that was a long winded answer to your question. But I mean, I think it is very important to, you know, go see the world, you know, go keep your priorities straight, but go, you know, adventure off into the world and, you know, have a good time and spend time with your friends. But also, this is a phrase that my dad always tells me, he's just like, handle your business first, and then you can go and you know, play and go have a good time and go on vacation. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Work hard, play hard. Exactly. You got to have that, you know, type of mentality. If you play hard and work a little bit, you know, things are going to start falling apart. Yeah. Uh, If I may, my answer to the question about what the advice to someone who wants or needs to improve their work ethic, but doesn't know what to do would be to be able to adapt and be able to accept failures and setbacks and kind of make micro goals, which is something I talked in a previous episode, but setting these micro goals, being able to look back and check on yourself and actively determine if you are succeeding or not. And if you aren't, well, maybe that means you need to change something and you can go back and try to adjust something or adapt and then maybe that new plan will work. But you got to adapt, you got to accept failure, and you got to set these micro goals to really realize how far you've come because it's so hard to 
have your work ethic go down the toilet when you're down on yourself and you feel like you haven't achieved anything um, because the goal is just this huge thing. You know, you're trying to graduate college, you're, you're stressing out and you're a freshman, like slow down, relax, look how far you've come and break that big goal down into smaller things because then that motivation, that drive will go up as you realize that, Hey, I've actually accomplished something. And that goes a long way. You know, it sounds dumb to make micro goals to some people, but honestly, for me personally, it's really worked to help me stay driven, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, you know, I had uh, one of my business classes, I believe it was my last semester. And this professor, I've been back on his notes before. I've actually still have it here in my office. You know, he's just like, accept failure because whenever you have failure, you know that you're that much closer to having success. And I feel like that a lot of people, and I'm even guilty of this a little bit, um, a, a lot of people that are in our age range and in our generation, they'll experience a little bit or a little taste of failure and then they'll shut down. And that's yep. just not the way to do it. You have to either keep on going or, you know, reevaluate yourself and then maybe go a different route that could push you to success. Yep. A hundred percent. That was well spoken about people being discouraged. But honestly, I mean, well, I don't know. The 20s is really weird because you're experiencing things that are your first, you know, your first and hopefully for a lot of people, last marriage, buying your first yeah. home, your first job out of college, all this stuff. But at the same time, a lot of the smaller failures that we experience that we think is so grand and so vital, 5, 10, 15 years from now, when you're 40 years old, now you have to provide not only for yourself and your, your wife or your husband, but also for your kids. Those failures that you experience now are not as significant as some are when you're middle-aged or something. So if you're discouraged now with some of the failures you experience, understand that you need to keep pushing because there will always be another obstacle. There will always be another hurdle that you have to overcome. And that's just life. You know, you can't be discouraged in your 20s. There's a lot to learn and there's a lot of failures, but at the same time, you have to succeed in your 20s. You have to do well. That's what propels you into your thirties and forties. And, you know, honestly, it defines you as a person going forward. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. And that's just how you, you know, become wise is you try things whenever you're young and you fail. And you know what, the next time you, you try that thing, you're going to look at it differently and you're going to hopefully succeed. If not, you'll fail again and you'll just keep on driving on. Yeah, 100%. I know I kind of touched on this and asked a similar question, but I want a different response from you besides your family and your friends and Annalise, your fiance. What keeps you motivated? How do you stay motivated to keep pushing yourself each day? I would probably say this popped into my head and it has been pretty prominent and I don't know why I didn't say it earlier, but I would say, especially with the business that I'm trying to start up is... What's motivating me is being my own boss. I know a lot of people that say that's a cheesy entrepreneur thing to say, but I mean, truly it is. I don't know who else has corporate jobs, but if you do, you have to always 
listen to a boss, whether you're in corporate or not, you have to listen to a boss. You have to clock in or clock out. And that kind of keeps me motivated. Being my own boss keeps me motivated to working on my startup. That's just one thing I want to tell myself when I can work, when I have to work, when I can go on vacation, you know, all that. So I'd probably say that is also a, a big factor that keeps me motivated. Yeah. And that is important for some people and for other people, that's not necessarily priority, but you know, that's why yeah. each one of us is different. Whatever is important to you, your priority, that that's what drives you. Yeah. I mean, that's just very important with me because I'm pretty stubborn, hard-headed. Really? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, I can be. I didn't know that. I lived with you for however long I did. I don't know. I never knew you were stubborn or hard-headed. Huh. Yeah. Over the years, I try to be as go with the flow as possible, but it's I hard. can, yeah. I'm the same way, bro. I have <laughs> my things and- no one's going to tell me otherwise, you know what I mean? Exactly. I feel like, you know, everybody's a little stubborn at something. 100%. You got any questions for me, man? Let's switch it up. You got something on the fly or something that you wrote down that you want to ask me? Um, you know, not, not really. We're talking about work ethic and, you know, yeah, I think that this is very important. I did mention buying a house and I know I am kind of rambling on a little bit, but I would say if you're questioning or if you're trying to figure out if you're a true man, I suggest you go and try to buy a house because it will change you. I've been the past month or so working on things. You'll buy a brand new house or not really brand new, but you'll buy a house that's redone, but there's still things there that you got to do yourself and it will test your patience. So that's just uh, one thing that just I know. Yeah, just a little just a little side note that I wanted to add. Well, Pat, if you don't have any questions for me, man, I think we'll stop it here just because I'm going to try to keep the episodes between 30 to 45 minutes so it's a little more digestible for listeners. But great, great points, bro. You made a lot of important, valid talking points. And I think that, you know, work ethic is something, like you said, at the very beginning of the episode is a huge part of what defines a person. These are the years and the decade that can really help shape who you will be for the upcoming, you know, 10, 15, 20, 40 years. Doesn't matter how long the twenties are very vital. And I think the work ethic and the decisions that you make now and what you prioritize can can really hurt or help you out. So I think it was a very important talk. And yeah, you got anything you want to tell everyone or no? Um, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, if you're in the Birmingham area, support KSM events. <laughs> I'm going to try to branch out into other areas, but Fantastic. yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to pay me for all. Yes. I'll sponsor. I'll sponsor the pod. <laughs> yeah. Sponsor, sponsor the pod. Yes. Well, cool, bro. Absolutely. It's been great having you on. Uh, Thanks, thank man. you. I hope, I hope that I did all right. I hope I yeah. did all right. I hope you'll have me on again. Absolutely, dude. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. I appreciate everyone who has continued to text me or DM me or whatever within the last, I think the first episode was three months ago or about about that. Within these last three months, it's been really great to reconnect with some of you and just hear that the podcast is actually benefiting you and you're taking bits and pieces to heart. Uh, That's all I want out of this. You know, I don't need a hundred thousand views per video but just knowing that it's personally impacting 
people that are close to me. It's awesome. So thanks for listening to this episode. I'm going to try to post weekly and love you all. We'll talk later. Peace.